Okay, so this is, well, we've decided this is going to be the final episode of Chalk and Catch Fire because we, well, I guess we could, you know, go on for about at least ten, eight, ten more hours, but <laughs> we think that we might drive you all crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> and also th- this episode gave us a pretty good, um, gave us a pretty good way to wrap up the series, I feel, which is good. Yes. But no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a bit later than usual, but personally, I was like, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to record the the episode because then it would be like that means it's like completely over. Yeah, and you needed some time to recover too. We all needed time to recover and just like get ourselves like back in check mentally. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think the universe wants us to record this either because we just tried to press record twice and both got phone calls. Yeah. So, I think I think the universe is against the podcast ending. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But um mm. we'll we'll get through this. We'll do it. We'll, we'll get through it together and I promise I won't cry because like the <laughs> first time the first time I watched it, I was my aim was to watch it like as clear eyed as possible. Yeah. And I succeeded until the final scene when I just like burst into tears and was uh-huh. just hysterical for like twenty minutes after. <laughs> but ever since I like ever since whenever I've like thought about it or watched any of it, I get like emotional <laughs> automatically. Right. <laughs> so this might be interesting. Okay, we'll see. Alright. Okay. So, well, I was thinking we could tackle this actually, well, I actually also, someone was like, maybe you could do it more chronologically than usual, because yeah. usually, usually we're, like, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay, we'll do, we'll do it more chronologically. So, yeah, sure. I like this. Okay, so, at the beginning of the episode, of course, we have, we have Joe's comment ad, slash the relaunch, and it's, you know, it's, he's asking what pe- what are people looking for with the internet, and... He gets varied answers as much as, you know, world peace to something funny to, you know, bootlegs. Mm-hmm. And I think what that – it's interesting to look at that scene in tandem with the ending for Joe, which we'll get to yeah. later, which is that he's always had this, like – he's always had this idealism about him. Mm-hmm. And – that it could be that it's more perfect than it actually is, maybe. Yeah. Because Joe, well, as it turns out, and that's another thing I'll get to, is that Joe can't really see the future. It's in fact Donna that sees the future more than him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. No. So yeah, I was just. It's very much that idea of. Well, I just think of something he says in his speech, which is that it's a new way of being. Mm-hmm. It's very much that, like, side of the internet that I feel I feel has gone away quite a bit. Since, yeah. 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 I'm like, I want Joe's version of the internet, where it's like, you know, <laughs> it's nice... It's not. It's you know. It's nice things and nice people and everything. Yeah, no. But nice. um, yeah. When I when I saw what uh, Comet Two Point sort of looked like, mm. I was like, oh, that's Yahoo. <laughs> okay, so in this universe, Yahoo doesn't exist, and it's Comet. That's what I thought. And 
<laughs> lo and behold. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the first scene. Mm. And it's interesting because you think of that and despite, because Joe's still pushing on with it, everyone sort of moved on from that despite the, despite Gordon's connection to it, except yeah. for Joe. Yeah. Even Haley's moved on. And it's something that I think we keep seeing, which is that he he really sticks around in the past. Like, as we see when he buys Cameron, he, he's very attached to certain things. Like, he buys Cameron the, the what am I getting at, the arcade game. And he's yeah, standing yeah. there playing it as they're, like, repairing the, thi- the thing. And, like, you know, everyone is trying to move on. Mm-hmm. But he's just he's just standing still. Yeah, that's true. He's uh, but I feel like you know it also has to do with uh, for comment the fact that you know it took a very traumatic turn when Gordon mm. died, and so you as mm. we've said in a previous episode, he was maybe the most uh, affected, or at least the most uh, explicitly affected outwardly. Uh, yeah. yeah, so. You know, maybe there's a bit of guilt there. It, yeah, it's interesting because it's. I think it, yeah, it's definitely trying to keep the person alive through the technology. Yeah, and that's not succeeding. So if you lose, if you lose that, you lose the person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. Well, so we have that, and. They're very optimistic about, you know, the relaunch and everything, but you can see that there's something amiss that they're going to ultimately be, like, a footnote, or maybe not even a footnote. Yeah. And Cameron's there as, like, some sort of temp thing, coding to get their new to get their new look up and running. But, you know, even Joe says we all knew her days here were numbered. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird thing to say. <laughs> I was like, seems ominous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, there's something that he definitely says in that first bit that is really what I feel like the thesis to this whole show is, which is computers aren't the thing, they're the thing that gets us to the thing. Yeah. Like, I was, I've talked about this with various people, and this show has done it quite a bit this season, which is that it's the, it's the what's in the box theory. Like, the idea of what could be in the box is always more interesting than what it actually is. Mm. Yeah, and that line is our first, um, the first of many references from uh, mm, previous to that. seasons and episodes, yeah. Yeah, because what the show actually ultimately was, about, I've seen so many, like, in the days since the finale, I've seen so many things being like, this is what Hot and Catch Fire was about, this is what yeah. Hot and Catch Fire is about. But, like, you know, the thesis it's presenting of what it was about was that it's not it's not the it's not the things it's the people it's not about the technology it's about the people you know mm-hmm. existing around it and how it affects them I guess yeah so I'd say what else is happening apart from Joe well Joni went to Thailand and I love actually that was one bit where I was like laughing through my, you know, attempts not to cry when, when Donna was giving her the travel organizer. Oh, that was, was good. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that because it's, like, so familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, we get to our first, like, big thing of the episode, which, which our first, like, big 
farewell, I guess, that they did, which was the scenes with Bi- Diane and Boz and Boz's health check. Yeah. Because this is the first one where you get a real, like, sense of what the ending for this character is. So, yeah, so Boz goes for his health check and I love this bit and I thought I'd make a joke about it because they're like, because the line where he's like, the doctor's like, you know, do you feel right? And he's like, you know, sometimes I get a little lightheaded if I shit real big. Yeah. And someone was <laughs> like, someone was like, hold and catch fire, you don't have to leave, please. <laughs> yeah, and then, so there's this, all those, um, you know, lines that Mon is so good at, and then he walks out with this and he walks out. incredible, like, march thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, when it was happening, I was like, I was like, what is going on? Because, yeah. like, when the music started. And you don't usually get this, like, comedic sort of... Fantasy? Uh, yeah, or, or just, you know, a pacing, I, I guess, Yeah, in that in that show. But then <laughs> this happens, and I'm like, oh, this is different. Okay. Well, I was, like, super confused and worried for, like, a good minute there because the Doctor was, like, giving really weird mm. signals. Yeah. And I was like, what is going... Like, why is he, like, making it look... Why is he doing that? And yeah, then he was yeah. like, no, you're all good. And I just loved him being like, you're, you know, well into the 21st century. And I was like, yes. Because I love what he says to Diane later. He's like talking about, you know, he's like, he says I'm going to live well into the 21st century, you know, with like robot overlords and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's going to be like Blade Runner. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like their their ending. Yeah. Um, by the way, what did you think of the episode overall? Um, you mean both? Like, well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's, they're sort of, I was actually, when I was just rewatching it just before, yeah. I was actually trying to work out where the split is. Oh. But I think, like, you know, when, because there is a part one, part two, they have different directors and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to work out when it is, and I think the end of part one well, the beginning of part two must be when Joe goes to the Palm Raider. It felt, yeah, I think that's what it was. It felt when I watched it, uh, I don't, I don't remember right now. But I feel like there was a point where I could see, you know, the difference. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it was the Palm Raider. Okay. Um, but, I mean, so it could just. <laughs> oh, what did you think of the episode? Oh, oh I, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great ending for everybody. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think what we'll get into more as we go through the rest of, you know, the final hour and a half of the show is that this, I don't think I've seen such a satisfying finale, and that's probably for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. And they're like, one is that this show is generally very good at finales because I remember reading something about it once, which is that. The Chris's don't like cliffhangers and mm. they, because they felt they were cheap, but also they didn't like doing them because this show, they were pretty much operating season to season. So with each season, they never knew if they would get to do any more. So yeah. each season had to serve as like a satisfying con- possible conclusion. Yeah. yeah. So with that alone, like they're good at finales to start with. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, they knew it was the end with this, which I feel like shows often often get two fates. They don't know it's going to end. Yeah. So then, like, some random episode ends up being the finale. Like, 
I think of the Veronica Mars finale, and it's like the most unsatisfying. It's just the last episode of season three, and it ended up being the okay. last episode ever. And it's yeah. the most unsatisfying thing ever as a result, because, uh-huh. you know, you're just sort of, like, left in the lurch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. So they knew it was then. So they could actually, they were actually able to do all this, like, organic and satisfying wrap-up of the show. Yeah, and also another reason why I liked it is because, as opposed to other shows, uh, mm. when they're ending, they, it feels mm. like they're trying to, like, um, like plug Chuck some holes and, yeah, and, like, uh, uh, tie some loose ends and all that and rush things. But this didn't feel rushed at all. That's the thing. This this show, it was very, yeah, it was a very confident ending. It was mm-hmm. a very relaxed ending. It was just sort of, like, naturally came together instead of trying to well there's something i said last week which is that most of the shows when they're getting towards the end you suddenly see you suddenly see all these like random characters from past seasons just making like that is making like random appearances just so you know it's like you set you see like you say goodbye to like everyone that's ever been involved yeah but instead this show has like as I said, it just gradually, like, eliminated the number of characters. Yeah. So it's, like, by the end, they only really had... To, it was, like... It was, like, Cameron and Donna and Joe and Boz. And that was, like, mm-hmm. all you needed to see, pretty much. And Haley a little bit. And ha- and Haley and Joni, but, like, they're not the main characters. Yeah, yeah but, that makes me laugh because I was, the, like, imagine if, you know, I don't know, Joe's wife came back. <laughs> For some reason. Exactly, but that's, like, you could go into this finale knowing that they weren't going to do that because they're not the type of show to just, like, (laughs) suddenly bring all these randoms back. Mm -hmm. Like, you weren't going to (laughs) suddenly, like, to do it for, they, like, they they referred to all the mutiny guys again. Yeah. But they didn't actually bring them back. (laughs) Yeah, that was just enough. (laughs) And it was, like, Like, if it was another show, at Gordon's funeral, you would have had, like, all those random people Mm. from, like, a long ago just come Mm -hmm. back and be like, hey, look, it's this person who now has four children. Like, you know, how crazy is that? But, like, I liked (laughs) the fact that we we got that little, like, where are they now talk, but we didn't actually, they didn't spend a lot of time in it. We didn't actually see them. Exactly. So, no, I feel like that's another plus is that they didn't try to take on too much with this conclusion. Yeah. But I feel like the third big point in why it was so good is that this show, despite not having a very large viewership or anything, I feel like the large viewership was, even though it saw it, like, walk dangerously close to, like, being cancelled at, like, all times, Mm -hmm. I feel like it was a very big positive because, as a result, it actually, it wasn't beholden to any kind of expectations. Mm. Like, it didn't have a crazy, stupid fan base on Twitter trying to, like, <laughs> that they felt like they had to serve. Yeah, like, they yeah, were yeah. trying, they had. They felt like they had to satisfy. And also, if something is so big, you have a network wants you to keep it going for, like, ten years. Mm-hmm. And then you see something like Orphan Black where you can pretty much cut out, like, you pretty much would cut out, like, seasons three and four and go straight from, like, two to five, and it would make, you know, relative sense. Yeah. Because there's just so much filler, and they just had to find some way to, like, keep it going. Yeah, and the end result was a lot of, again, loose ends. Well, that's the thing, like, well, yeah, now you look at Orphan Black, and you're like, what happened with this and this and this, and why didn't we ever hear that, you know, why... 
why is Kira invincible? We don't know. Um, but this show, yeah, so this show is unique in that it wasn't, it didn't get cancelled or was so popular it had to extend itself. It got to ride itself out on its own terms. Mm-hmm. So it's really a miracle that we, yeah. like, got this show the way we did, yeah. that we got to see this. Nice. Because, yeah, so we, just to get back to, like, you know, these this concept of endings in the future and everything, because after, you know, Bo- Boz and Diane and Boz's, like, bill, queen bill of health, you go back to Comet and it's Joe and Cam walking around with cups of coffee and, Net, you know, the big future is staring down at them, which is Netscape is about to, you know, demolish Mosaic and all these other, like, burgeoning internet browsers. And, you know, once again, they're racing against the clock and if they, you know, if they can put Comet in the browser, like, Comet will survive and Comet will sell. Mm-hmm. And Joe unveils the arcade game, and as I said before, you know, he's really stuck in the past, and she doesn't really want to play with it, but she does out of, like, obligation to him. Yeah. Because, you know, he found, like, this thing that they played in, you know, 1983. <laughs> and it's now, like, end of... I did a bit of research, like... Netscape did its first launch at the end of 94. So it's like end of 90, it's like December 94 in this like. By then, yeah. Bit of the show. And then, so it's, you know, close to 12 years later and he's still, he's still stuck with the thing from, and the thing and them as a result from 1983. Yeah. I thought it was a weird move from Joe because it just, well, I mean, yeah, that's literally what he, sh- he was trying to do was to just like, you know, sort of buy her with that. Reignite what they had at that time, but <sighs> yeah, maybe that's not igno- that's not acknowledging that Cameron's now like Cameron's now so much different. Yeah, and it was also this this whole thing like um, we had like previously in the season we had Boss as Cam for. A favor, mm. and then it caused a whole bunch of problems. A whole bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's happened before when Cameron gets involved in something, then it, mm. you know problems happen. And yeah, just to see once again somebody ask Cameron for a favor, and I was just like, oh no, what is going to happen now? <laughs> because it's <laughs> no, never good. Shit. And you know she's. I want to, like, sort of cut her some slack because she's always, like, you know, helping people. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I was just like, oh, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Yeah. Just stop. But, well, she, what he wants her to do is pull apart the Netscape code and try, like, catch up to what, yeah, to what is about to happen. And... The thing is, is that, like, hang on, I wrote this down. It's like, he keeps saying, that's right, he keeps saying that, you know, he doesn't, I feel like it's in this moment that Joe's discrepancies is the fact that he, he's a talker, he's a very good talker, but he's a talker, he's not, He's not a doer. He doesn't have that experience in that. Mm-hmm. And he's very, like, glass half empty about it. Because as we'll see in, like, a later scene when she's actually pulling apart the code and trying to, you know, 
use it to optimize Comet. It is he's going like we only have two days. Well, Cameron's like Cameron's like yeah, two days. Like you know we can we can pull this off. Yeah, that was a really nice uh, conversation because it's another occasion where you can see that they see things so differently. Exactly. Yeah, and he's like that looks worse than it did before. Well, like he because he doesn't understand the concept of like what. <laughs> What she does entails, obviously. Yeah. Mm. But to get back to when they're walking through Comet and, you know, the past is sort of like, Joe wants the past, Cameron's in, like, the present slash the future and the past is, like, sort of hanging over them. Mm-hmm. And that's really, and I guess why Joe is still hanging around, as we were talking about before, for, you know, nostalgia reasons, is right there because Gordon's watch keeps beeping and Joe doesn't know where Gordon's key is. Yeah. So he can't turn it off. Which, you know, he could have... Had somebody come in and, you know, get the Exactly, door open. but he doesn't, he doesn't want, want to. Because, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> the moment... Yeah, because the moment that watch is turned off, it means Gordon is truly gone and Comet's gone. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. So it's like having trouble letting go. Yeah. But uh, while, you know, Joe's having trouble letting go and I guess... Cameron is in another way in that she... It's pulling... She's getting pulled away to something doesn't want to do it Mm -hmm. or she does but she doesn't know quite know how to get out i guess yeah yeah. and while that's happening we've got donna swimming laps in her pool (laughs) yes (laughs) visited visited by diane who wants her to be the new wants her to take up her job pretty much and as we i actually forgot to address this last week but in the wake of you know gordon dying i was wondering if she would still want to do that. Yeah, me too. And I guess what we see is that, and I, one of the main reasons I was wondering that is that, and I feel like this episode confirms a couple of times, which is that Donna is, Donna likes to be involved. Donna likes to, you know, use, to, you know, use her hands and get dirty and actually be quite hands-on. and. Mm-hmm. Because she's an engineer by trade. She's not She's not like Joe, who, you know, is experienced in the talk but not doing part. She is, she has that proficiency in the doing and she loves that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But as we see, it's not a question of, once again, she reinvents it to, you know, what she wants. Mm-hmm. So she can really conflate those two things, which I find is lovely that, you know, she was able to do it but her way. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Because, like, it's interesting because you see, just to take it back to, like, earlier seasons and what it's trying to wrap up is that she, you know, spent a long time not being able to, you know, actually do something like she was the secretary and everything. And I loved the bit where she, you know... Boz comes to her to fix the radio and, yeah. you know, she's sitting at the kitchen table, like, fixing the radio. Yeah. And it, it just reminded me of in the first episode when she gets the speak and spell exactly. and, you know, yeah, yeah. has to fix it. Mm-hmm. And is trying to fix it while making dinner. And you're like, how the tables have turned because, you know, for <laughs> so long. Well, I guess it's sort of like she's back in the same position but not – but just in, like, a different way because, as I said once – at the beginning of the series, she didn't get to do that kind of thing. You know what? She she was, like, fitting this beacon spell. Yeah. And she didn't get to actually be satisfied with that in her work. 
Yeah. So it's like, it goes back to that, you know, where it's moments like that and when another one that it calls back to in the second episode is in 104 when she has to recover Cam's data. And I feel like those two points particularly are real ones that are key to, like, what, how she's changed and what she's become and, you know, maybe what spurred her on that journey, which was, you know, the this is what it feels like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to top it off, it was a Cardiff radio. Well, the Cardiff radio. So Boz finds a Cardiff radio who may have packed when he was a teenager. It's yeah. like this box of stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's, you know, this it's relic of the past. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, like, jetpacks and robot overlords to, to Diane while, like, you know, loving that he found this, you know, thing that's very, it's, as we said, as Donna says, when she's repairing it, is that it's, things were a lot more real back then. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's only 1995, like, you know, there's so many things that have happened since that would be, which is frankly blow their minds, would, have ha- would blow their minds when they look back at, you know, what it was, but it's... It's already too much. Like, it's already changed too much. Yeah. It doesn't feel as personal as it once was. Mm. So, yeah. Well, just to go a bit more before we get to the the fixing the radio is, well, Alexa shows up. Oh, yeah. Asking Cameron to come to Paris. Okay. (laughs) I think we'll talk more about this when we get to, like, their, like, quote-unquote breakup scene yeah but i'm wondering what the purpose of her was yeah me too i don't i don't know because nothing came out of that so Mm. i I have an idea but yeah i'll float that when we actually get to you know okay so we're at so next we have dinner with donna cameron joe and Haley, and they're telling like gross food stories trying to obviously get Haley to like engage and just trying to make her happy Mm mm-hmm but the one thing we do see that makes Haley engage is talking about Joni, who is on her trip in Thailand. And back to, I guess, back to what they talked about in episode six of this season, which was that Joni just decides she wants to do something and just does it, which all the others perhaps struggle with a bit, especially Donna. Yeah, but at the same time, when they talk on the phone a bit later, you know... Mm. Joni says for similar, and I don't remember mm. exactly. It, yeah, but no, she does no, say that, you know, we're very we're similar, similar, you and I, maybe that's why we fight so much. Fight all the time. Yeah. And, well, I think that's what, what it's saying is that what well, we saw in previous episodes that Donna once did have that spark. Yeah. And it's been lost. So, you know, it's reminding them all that they need to, like, take that leap and regain some of that. Which we definitely do see with the ending, which is... We're jumping right to the ending. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, is Donna declaring to Cameron that she has an idea? Yeah. And you say take that leap, but also goes back to Gordon taking the leap. Mm. That's yeah, exactly. But yeah, then Donna and Cameron do the dishes, which I loved as like a more as a wider moment in the episode because yes. she's like, just Donna's Cameron's like, we're gonna do the dishes, and then she's like, we're actually not going to do them. Joe likes to do the dishes in a very specific way, so I don't. <laughs> she's like, I was wondering what kind of specific way you can do the dishes. 
Well, how do you do the dishes that's not like like what does he like does he wash them all and then wipe them all in one go or something? I have no idea. Maybe he just thinks I can't run this and clean them well enough. Mm. And We've so she's just like on... saying, oh, he, he he does it a very specific way, which means like very meticulously I wish or something. I had rewatched the bit where they actually are washing up in a previous episode <laughs> in preparation for this because I want to see the specific way yeah. that Joe washes his dishes. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. But yeah, of course, when they're talking... Um, Haley. Um, Cameron brings up Alexa, which, and she says she doesn't get her hands dirty. Yep. And she's like, ideas are not the work. Yeah. Because Donna is, you know, Donna's trying to like talk herself down by saying that, you know, she really wants to actually do something. She doesn't want to just, you know, be the person that speaks and goes to the fancy lunches and just has the money. She wants to actually do something. Mm-hmm. And Cameron insists that she's not, but she obviously still has that nagging, like, she's not quite satisfied in the new job she has. Like, it's not what entirely what she wants. Yeah. But I feel like just to, yeah, prematurely jump to, jump to the Alexa and their breakup, which is that I feel like the point of that storyline, which was that Alexa is the future. Okay. Oh, I I feel like what that was trying to say is that she... Something that this episode keeps talking about is that how the industry has changed. Yeah. And... It's it's gone less the way of Donna and more of Alexa, where it's people in suits talking about what they're going to do, but not necessarily doing any of it. Right. Yeah, that may be it. Because I think of, yeah, I think of, you know, when they're in the car and Alexa's being a bitch, just frankly. Um <laughs> And, you know, Cameron says, I couldn't tell you what any of those people actually did apart from, you know, talk and talk and talk. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like she is the way that the industry has gone. She's the idea of it being less real than it once was. Yeah. And it's ironic that she doesn't do anything because I don't know if you know what Alexa is, but it's a... Mm. It's Amazon. Yeah, it's the Amazon thing that you can like Wait, talk I, to and it does stuff for you. <laughs> I want to know if that's intentional. Like, do they really name? Like, it's the first the, thing I thought about. Like the shiny tech person who's you know the future. Yeah, and like <laughs> the way the industry is going to go after like the piece of technology that sits in your house and does everything for you. Mm-mm. I don't know, but you know, Chris says, please answer this. It's a nice theory. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so then we have ha- then we have Haley and Donna, which I feel like hints at something that happens later. Uh, yeah. remind me? Which, and a good line from that is when <coughs> she says, I like swimming too, but Jesus Christ. Oh, right, 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 there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's after the whole thing with uh, mm. Joe and Haley. Mm. Yes. Did you want to speak about that? Uh, not really, I was just trying to, like see where we were that's okay i mean pretty self-explanatory she just mm. doesn't like the ad and yeah well 
he's trying to connect with her, but she's not having any of it. No, Which is exactly. really crushing to watch because he's like, you know, we should get lunch and catch up. And then she's like, I don't want to. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. And, you know, she's done it before and she seemed mm. to enjoy being with Joe even after Gordon died. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, maybe it just made her a bit upset to see the commercial. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, because then we get back to what I've already touched on, which is... Um, Donna and Boz with the radio and Donna actually sitting down with, you know, the tools and taking something apart. Yeah. And (laughs) I liked the multiple ways they talk about that in the scene, which includes, you know, the, the classic like Boz, but very stupid and talking about the cocoa powder. Mm. (laughs) And he's like, my God, it's a national travesty that it's, you know, it's not the real cocoa and everything. Yeah. It's another example of things not being real anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's... And, yeah, the Donner exactly says says exactly that. You know, things used to be more real. You could see how they worked. Mm-mm. And she's like, you know, now it's just in a chip. And he's like, well, it's, you know, it's magic. Yeah. And then, you know, she says, it's not my kind of magic. Because <laughs> the magic is, you know, what a, what a person can actually do, I guess. Yeah, and it's also the fact that you, if you don't see it, you can't really control it. Well, it's also that, you know, you, it's taking, it's taking the people out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's taking the people out of the equation and, you know, it keeps, the show keeps talking about how the tech, how the technology is made by the people. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So, like, the radio is a conduit for, the radio is a conduit for a couple of things, but it's, you know... It's a kind of work for Donna, as I said before, it's one of those moments where she realizes that, you know, what does she, what she wants to do and what she enjoys and everything. But it's also a kind of work for that feeling of, you know, this is how the world is going. Yeah. And they, right. and, you know, Boz gives her another, like, you know, journey to Haley, sorry, talking about in the dinner scene that Joni just goes and does something. Boz in this scene talks about how, you know, his dad spent his last day bitching about tree roots and that mm. if you want something, you just got to go do it at the time. Yeah. Well, we get to another bit that's, like, pretty inconsequential in terms of, like, the rest of the episode, but I feel like I need to touch on them the last because it was fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, which is which is Haley hyping herself up to go ask Vanessa out and failing. Yeah. And it was it was, it was so cute, like her sitting in the car, like listening to the right girl music and everything. Yeah, getting pumped. And when that was happening, I was like, oh, please let this grow well for her. <laughs> and we don't actually see... We don't actually see her get rejected. Yeah, or why, but doesn't matter. Yeah, or why. But it's absolutely brutal nonetheless. It is. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I was just thinking like, oh, you know, in 10 years you're going to laugh about it. It's going to be fine. But on the moment, it just hurts so much. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like rambling about natural born killers and everything. It was so cute. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, I found it funny that, well, it's not her last scene, as we know, in the, in the series. 
Mm. But it was that it was interesting that like her first scene was her having a nervous breakdown in the car, yeah. and one of the last ones. So, but okay, just to talk about that, we never actually found out what the nervous breakdown in the car was about. Do yeah. you think it was she was wanted to tell Gordon? Well, that's what we've. Did we talk about this on the podcast? Did we come to the conclusion that that's what it was? I don't. I, I know that we've talked about it, the, the two of us, but I don't know if it was on the podcast or if it was somewhere else. But we can. I think know, it might have been on the again. podcast. Well, I was like speculating that that's maybe what it was. Yeah. But yeah, do you think then, that was it? I mean, I I have no idea. I was expecting it to come back as sort of, you know, something that was going on with her. But then what actually came up was the fact that she was, you know, queer. So maybe that was it. I have no idea. Yeah. I feel like it is. Probably. What else? Because as we know that Gordon is, like, the first person to find out. Yeah. Apart from Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have Boz finally finishing the garage, and then we get the ending, as mm. we talked about already, to Boz and Diane's story, which is that, you know, they live happily ever after, and he's like, we go do some actual living. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I just love that he actually, they got, like, you know, he got, like, this, uh, this unambiguously, like, hero ending where he's, like, mm. he's an astronaut, pretty much. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and he, they just get to dance in the garage and go on their holiday. And, yeah, that was and, nice. You know, I was thinking, like, what are they doing now? I'm like, well, they're probably, like, you know, driving around America in a caravan. Probably, yeah. <laughs> well, well, the next bit is Cameron pulling about the code, which we've already talked about, which is, you know, Joe's very glass half empty, she's very glass half full, and it proves that, you know, the discrepancies in his knowledge. Yes. Yeah. So, and they see, you know, what is exactly lying ahead, which is that it's moving very fast, this world, because this this version of Netscape or whatever has already worked out how to load text before, you know, you hit enter and s- without reloading the page. Yeah. yeah. Which is something that you couldn't have even thought of, like, six months before. Mm-hmm. But then they, you know, make the shattering discovery that there's this net directory button. Yeah. And it's Yahoo. Yes. <laughs> and, it lo- and it looks like, it looks like shit. But, <laughs> but it's, it's there. Yeah. I do like how they completely honed in on Yahoo, you know, being subpar and it and ended up, you know, the much, you know, failed, for, well, not failed because it's still around, but it's the, it's the less successful version of Google. Yeah, it's always like this, like the second one. Do you remember like all the random other ones that they used to be, like, Ask Jeeves and stuff like that? I didn't really know any of that. Because, yeah, there used to be, like, a bunch of others, but over the yeah. years they've, like, progressively shut down. Uh, yeah, no, the only the only other one I know besides Yahoo and Google uh, is Bing. Which I don't know how long it's been around, but, yeah, yeah I always uh, I always use Google, so I, I don't really know. Mm. But it's funny because the key thing that we see in that final, well, what turns out to be the final iteration of Comet, which is that um, that it's 
gone where um, Google has ultimately taken itself. Well, it was it's seeing what has made Google so successful, which is that Google became a destination for not only searching the web but also weather and e email and all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to so point yeah, out that they say yeah, GIF sorry. with a hard G. Is it, how do you say GIF? GIF. Well, yes. Some people say it's Jeff, but no. My favorite, one of my favorite scenes, I think it's season two, is where they're debating how to pronounce it. Yeah, but then, you it's know. It's like, it's Jeff. I'm like, no, it's GIF. It's GIF. And then the, so yeah, in this episode, they say GIF with a hurt G. So there we go. That's settled. But then, you know, he sees that that's the end. Yes. Of it, like they've won, the Yahoo's won, and everyone else is going down. So, as we talked about, that watch is you know the beating heart of Comet, and the moment it stops, it's the end. So, he breaks sad. that window and he stops that watch. Yeah. I never get it when people just break windows. Well, I saw it as, and that's probably just me, but I, I just saw it as Joe going back to his destructive tendencies, <laughs> his, pyro, his pyromania days. Yeah, exactly. So yeah oh damn the pyromania days because mm. like he breaks he breaks the window and stops the watch for yeah i'm like because cameron's like oh you know i'll call locksmith like the practical thing to do but he's just you know i think of dirty dancing have you seen dirty dancing i haven't please don't yell at me okay there's a bit in that movie where patrick swayze gets uh, like a bollard he like gets it out of the ground he's locked his keys in his car and okay. he pulls the bollard out of the ground and breaks the window of his car to like open the door and i'm like <laughs> it's like 1963 back then you could open car doors with like a coat hanger or packing tape yeah you know <laughs> like car doors were not hard <laughs> to open back then i just so call somewhere if you had, like, jiggled enough, you could have just got it open. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like, yeah. oh, please. But then we get to, like, the first, I feel like it was the first really fantastic moment in this episode, which was the Joe and Cam Cameron breakup scene. Yes. And this is the first thing where all my, like, because I still had fears about, like, Joe and Cameron endgame and Joe and Cameron having children, mm -hmm. most notably. Even the worst. But... And this, this scene, it was like, yes, well, the thing I love the most about it is that we don't actually, we don't actually see the specific moment. Well, maybe there isn't an actual conversation about it. It's just this sort of unspoken thing between them. Yeah, maybe. It might have been a, a matter of um, just, you know, them, them not having enough, enough time in the episode for that. But yeah. well, it I ends up being we needed really to well see it also. Sorry? I don't think we needed to see it also. Yeah, no, because we know why they broke mm, up. We know why. Like, yeah. they've been building up to it for, like, five episodes. Yeah, exactly. Even if, you know, some will say they didn't see it coming, but it was obviously... <laughs> it was obviously coming. It was coming. coming. Like, they kept hammering home that there were different points in their lives and they want different things and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly, yeah, and they don't listen to each other and they don't understand each Yeah, yeah, it made sense. One comment that's completely unrelated on that scene. Mm-hmm. Who wears a bra to bed? <laughs> yeah, we've discussed it, and um, we don't have the answer to that, because I feel like I you either take everything off, or just wear your shirt and nothing under it, or wear something more comfortable, like a sports bra, but not just... <laughs> no. Nobody does that. Especially no if you're that. in bed with someone. No. So, 
Zero points for accuracy on that one. Exactly. It was just a matter of not showing tits. <laughs> Put her in a singlet then. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, you know, I just love... I, I don't like them as a couple, like, at all. I never mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. But even even me at that like embrace and the single tear and like you know what's happening (laughs) even i got emotional yeah even i was like struggling to not cry yeah because i think regardless they have been such a big part of each other's lives and they do they do understand each other in some unique way yeah and we saw that with the whole telephone conversation Mm, exactly and it's really think, funny because I didn't get it when I saw the tear. And then the what? next morning, I didn't get it. Okay, I don't know. I didn't know what was happening. And then the next morning, Joe says, uh, you know, there's coffee. There's and the coffee. way he says it, I was like, oh, they woke up. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm, it was a funny no, moment. No, you're like, oh, that's it. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, she wants... She, I wanted us to work. That is, like, the line from the scene. Yeah. And it's such... It's so quiet. And so... It's... Like, this whole show, it's so undramatic, which I love. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, the line again, which is the thing that gets us to the thing, it was you. Yeah. Which is true. And which is why everybody keeps asking Cam for favors, because she... Mm. She she gets it done, yeah. Well, then Donna's back. Yeah. And we're still not We're super sure, because if we want, if she wants this because we know she wants to create, yes. and that's intercut with Haley doing something, I'm guessing it's the coding stuff that we hear about later. Probably. Yeah, and then Cam heading to France. Yes. And... But we see in the coming scenes, as you know, as I said before, Joe can't see the future, but Donna can because Donna's Joe's still playing with the old game while this is happening. And your point about Joe not being able to see the future is really funny. Well, not funny, but interesting because of where we're going next, where he's going next, which is to like get a, I don't know what you call it, but you know. The, the thing with the card palm rating. Yes, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because while well, this is happening, Comet is, you know, they're packing up Comet and Rove is going back to medical indexing and, you know, that race is over. Yeah. So what do they all race to do next? And I have to say, side note, Donna trying to pronounce Yahoo was fucking hilarious. Uh, wait, do is it isn't it a bit later? Oh no. No. It was yeah. Why did was I, I thought I had some notes about that. But I guess I didn't. Yeah, drills down. Yeah, that's amazing. It looked like she was high, but doesn't matter. Well, I was like, the meds, the the meds hitting right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But at the same time, it felt like you know, in this moment, it was very liberating for her to just it was scream something. Yeah, we see in that we see in that moment because, as I said, we're not still sure. We're not entirely sure if she still wants wants it, but Mm -hmm. we see in that moment that she's going to reinvent this place. Yeah. She's going to make it her own. And we end this episode with Comet disbanding and we go back. Well, firstly, we have Donna watching the ASMR guy. I didn't know this. What's his name? It's Bob Ross. 
Okay, there we go. Um, so and she gets a phone call from Joni. He's not, he, he's not like ASMR, like in himself. People just made him into something like that. Later. Okay, yeah. He yeah, was just the you know, guy who painted. You know who it was, and I was. You knew who it was, and I was like, Yeah, of course. No I've seen this show. <laughs> it's on Netflix. So she gets this phone call from Joni about yes. a temple. A, about a temple ruin and the tree with the Buddha in it that's been that's been grown over. Yeah, and she has some sort of and, religious experience. And as we said before, she says, I feel like the m- most notable takeaway from this bit is that she says we're actually pretty similar and that's why we fight all the time. Yeah. And I felt like that was a lovely coda to, that was a lovely end to, you know, Joni's story. Mm-hmm. Finding is- that, yeah. Yeah, and it also maybe hints about uh, hints to like what she could be later, Joni. Mm. If she's gonna Definitely. be like her mother. Yeah. Having a similar moment of clarity. Yeah. So Comet disbands and we go back to we go back to the beginning of the season. Yes. Where it's, you know, Comet someone says to Joe Comet was a miracle and it'd be a bummer to sit around here and watch, you know, watch it all slowly go mm-hmm. away. Which I loved that, you know, it's, they had to move on and they had to do it somehow. Yeah. So now, as that we go back to episode one and the, I know it doesn't feel like it now, but this is the start of something. Yeah, now we're like the start of what exactly. So we get Joe having the palm reading and, well, I, as I said before, I think the palm reading is the beginning of the finale, like the actual episode 10. No, it makes sense. Yeah. By the way, I saw Osiris on IMDb and was, like, completely freaking out that it was going to be Cameron's child. Like, they were going to do some other time jump and it was going to be her kid. Oh, boy. The crisis averted. Yeah. No, no, no. So, as we said, he it's funny that, you know, he doesn't see the future, but he gets, like, this... He gets this card reading to see, you know, which is an attempt to see the future. And he gets the Ten of Swords and he, you know, it's like... the palm reader says to him, you know, they mean whatever you want them to mean. Yeah. And she says, and she talks about destruction and agony and indecision and things, and he's like, so I lose again, and she's, you know, she says not exactly, it's the golden horizon behind the storm clouds that, you know, you look yeah. at. Yeah. Which, you know, was she, wasn't, she wasn't actually uh, seeing his future, but he took that as a as a reason to see mm. the see the, the the horizon behind the clouds, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, I thought he was going to get run over in that scene. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that would have been a very interesting conclusion. Yeah. But instead, he runs but, into somebody that, from season one. He, he runs into, I hope I'm getting this right, because he also plays a lawyer in Miss Sloan, so I frequently confuse the two characters. I but I'm pretty sure he plays the IBM lawyer yeah. in season one. Or somebody from IBM, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the IBM lawyer. Exactly. When, you know, they're getting, like, sued. Yes. And to go, well, he says, you know, I can't wait to see what you do next. But I feel like something, as I said already, this episode touches on a lot, and particularly episode 10, is how the industry has changed and how it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And Trizzy's talking about how they fly business class now. And it's all very glamorous and very much different to when all they they all started, which goes which comes back in Donna's speech later. You know when she says 
she says that when she graduated, no one batted and uh, no one cared really because the coders were like secretaries and the engineers were forgotten about. But, you know, at some point all these jobs became important. Yeah. So Donna's the boss-ass bitch, which I love, <laughs> and she's renaming and reinventing the place into what pretty much looks like mutiny, yes. um, a more polis- polished version. But it's good because it could probably run more efficiently than Mutiny did. Yeah. <laughs> it's just um, cleaner. Yeah, she's got people playing PlayStations and buying tacos, though. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, Cameron's back we've from... said before, it's like, it's the way Cameron would run a company. Basically. Mm. And Cameron's back from France. Yeah. And as I said, you know, that's the real past future. And the future, I guess, that has seen... That has contributed to a lot of negatives, maybe. Yeah. And then, Joe has completely disappeared, and the whole episode is about Donna and Cameron. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I was convinced that we weren't going to see him again. It would have been a pretty logical... Well, to me, it seems, it seems appropriate that we'd never see Joe again. Yeah, because that's what he does. He just disappears. Yeah. It would have... I wouldn't have like, pop up again. Minded. It'll just pop up again at some point. Yeah. So then we get these, and as I said, it's the rest is Donna and Cameron, and we get this, like, stretch of, like, I guess, well, there's one that's, there's a big one that's not, it's a couple of sequences, because they're yeah. the same characters in pretty much each one. A whole mm. lot of scenes, but they're all different sequences. There's pretty much two sequences, or three, I guess. And the first one is Cameron and Boz. Yes. And did you did you want to say something about that? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Uh, there's something that uh, we've already discussed, which is, mm. you know, how I saw this whole conversation, which was, in a way, it's it felt like Cameron was the show and Boz was us, the viewers, and it was all about, you know, <laughs> saying goodbye and not wanting to go, but having to go and needing to go, and yeah, mm. it felt like no, you don't like need to go. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, Mars being like, I don't want you to go, but I understand, and stuff like that. Mm. And also, what he says to Cameron about, you know, her being full of love and all of that. Well, the thing he keeps talking about. She keeps talking about that scene, and I guess he does too, is recursion, which is a specific function and recalls itself repeatedly yeah. in a program to solve the big problem, and it uses the same small problem over and over again to increasingly complex issues. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which, and as we talked about before, you know, Cameron's work is very much herself. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that's very much employed in her own work. Mm-hmm. And it's, yes, it's, I guess it speaks to they're all going back. They're all going back to the beginning, and it's not necessarily it's not necessarily like the beginning. They're not going to be exactly the same people they were, and it's not going to be exactly where they were. But I think it's looking back to what they did right in those early like versions of themselves, and how they can help them now. Yeah. Because as we'll see in the following scenes, you know, Cameron and Donna both go back to when something was good and when something was right. <coughs> exactly. 
But yes, no. And this is our end to the amazing and it turns out, as I've talked about before, accidental thing that we have these moments with Boz and Cameron. Because Boz and Cameron were actually not meant to have be like a recurring thing. Like they were just meant to like, you know, have one or two scenes and they weren't meant to have this sort of relationship, but then they did. Yeah. And the Chris's really saw something that was very unique as quite a surprise that they had this real like father daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really it's been a relationship that I don't think you, I don't think you see on TV very often, one like this. Yeah. Yeah, a more common version would be them you know, ending up having sex. Oh my god, no! Stop. I'm sorry, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, that would that could have happened in season one. We never know. But <laughs> No, but I feel like what the show did well was that they very deliberately and quite quickly were like, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, the... And he says, the beautiful, you know, you've got a lot of love in you, which is something that I don't think anyone else except maybe Donna would see or say. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd mistake that for her being, like, distant or whatever. But when, in fact, you know, he says that it's bursting out of you and it overwhelms you and it's, yeah. it's the burden you carry. And it's tough to see from from Cameron because, as I've noticed in the in this last episode, but, you know, it probably mm-hmm. happened before, um, whenever somebody says something like, I love you or I miss you to Cameron, she never replies. She never says me too. Because it's hard. Yeah, to deal yeah, with that, and that I just guess. goes to show that it's even, you know, harder and, and more even more personal to her. Yeah. And that maybe that's why she doesn't say it. But to somebody mm. who doesn't know that, it just feels like mm. she's distant. Yeah. But yeah. it's more that she finds it mm-hmm. it's an obligation. It's a difficult obligation, I guess. Yeah. Because, you know, she's doing what she does again to escape escape that to protect herself I guess and escape that burden which yeah. is she's packing everything up and going away and I have to say I like it made me a bit emotional when Boz was like when she's like you know I want to go to Florida and he's like what the hell's in Florida and, <laughs> you know she says mm-hmm. my mom and he had like forgotten about that yeah he's like oh oh because you know he thinks of him as her dad which is lovely yeah and she says I'm just tired of saying goodbye. Mm. But you can't think of anything else to do, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's what she knows to do. Nothing else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he says it's all hard, you know, sometimes it's not about what you want, it's what it wants mm-hmm. from you. And see if you can hear what it's saying. See, this is what I was like, okay, this is the show. <laughs> What? That's when, sorry, my earphone. Uh, when he says that, I was like, oh, wait, is this about the show? <laughs> and like <laughs> us? <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting to see, because as we see in the coming scenes, you know, she doesn't particularly want to leave, but she doesn't know how else to deal yeah. with everything. Yeah, because you could have left like three times. Well, and she needed 
and she ends up seeing what it is saying to her and it is saying to her that she needs to stay and work with Donna. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And we're, we're, we're going there actually. I think mm. most of the next scenes are the Yep, we're, we're there. at the point where the yeah. next like 45 minutes is about Donna. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. And he, but yeah, she says, and we see that in this in the scenes with Donna because she turns up, you know, originally just as a, as a quick goodbye, mm-hmm. and ends up, you know, firstly getting waylaid by about twenty four hours, and then as you know, we see she's probably just been waylaid for all eternity now because yeah. she's found something, mm. and she keeps saying to Boz, you know, I don't want to say goodbye to you, and he's like, well, you don't have to, but yeah, she yeah. can't find any other way to do it exactly. So she's at Donna's, who's preparing for some sort of, like, women in tech gathering. Yep. And the things I love... Okay, I'm going to... The thing I love about this scene, you know, where they're in the kitchen and everything, and, like, the waiters are going around them, and she's... Cameron's, you know, just stopping by, Mm -hmm. is that I'm obsessed with that because she doesn't really want to leave, and Donna doesn't want her to leave either. Mm -hmm. So they keep awkwardly finding ways to like stop her leaving yeah and you know they do the she said donna does the like you know i wish we could have hung out more over these past couple months uh-huh. and she's you know and then cameron does the like we'll see each other more now because you know i'll be back in town and everything <laughs> but despite this you know she, you know, she, they're just trying to, like, keep delaying that moment where she leaves. Yeah. Like, you know, Donna doesn't even want to tell her where the bin is. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know then, at, I don't know at what point in the conversation this comes up, but uh, yeah. uh, Cameron mentions that, you know, things with Alexa are pretty much dead. Yeah. And then Donna says some things just aren't the right fit. And I'm like, ah! We're like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's all, you know, it's, it's just a line, but it's everything that's implied by that. It's everything that's implied about them. Yeah. And I just want to chalk it out now, because as we've said, as it's been said in multiple interviews, and in, you know... The action that Donna has taken this season and what's happened to her is that something fundamental is missing from her sense of self. Yeah. And what is revealed as that fundamental thing missing? It's Cameron. Yay! <laughs> Here we go. Right, as we, as we like, you know, speculated and talked about in that. Yeah. I loved that episode where we like talked about that. Mm-hmm. This fundamental thing missing is Cameron. Exactly. Which is, I possibly couldn't have, like, <laughs> dreamed of, like, a more, <laughs> of, of a better, like, ending than what actually happened. Yeah. So just to t- talk about a couple of things leading up to, you know, the big thing that you had some, like, on the way to there. The future, I guess. Yeah. Which is that, well, firstly, Haley has a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. A boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> sure and no it was really I, I felt i felt really sad when she walked in because she was like in you know very like feminine clothes and everything with the boyfriend and i was like no but the way i saw it was that it is he wasn't really a boyfriend it was just like you know cover up basically oh well, of course but 
yeah. you know, it was like trying to do. I was like, no. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And well, also, just if we're talking about like callbacks to previous seasons, mm-hmm. we got a hug that resembled <laughs> the one in season yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, same, uh, same pattern. Like when that happened, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I have to say though, I like watching. I like looking at the comparison between the two of them because mm. both times Cameron's just sort of like letting it happen. Yeah. Or like, but I feel like the second time she leans into it like a little bit more. Okay, I should re- I should rewatch that. Oh, I just feel like it's just a subtle change. It's really interesting because uh-huh. yeah. as we've seen, as we see, as we have seen, and we see in these is that they both changed, and I feel like. Definitely, Cameron has like m- matured and I guess calmed down a lot. Yeah, we mm. never saw her but, get another panic attack, did we? No. Yeah, but I guess we'll talk about more that more as we go along. Mm-hmm. But I love how this is definitely, as we see, like because the fact that like pretty much half or more than half maybe of this final bit of this final you know, massive double episode is about them, that they're. Bu- this is by far, like, the most significant storyline in the whole thing, yeah. which I love because we suffered through about five episodes before getting any kind of... <laughs> yeah. So then, then Cameron says, Donna, this has been... And I know it's, like, back to the concept of the box where, like, what you think is inside the box is almost, always more interesting than what it actually is. Mm. So initially I was, like, you know... I was like, what was she going to say? But I feel like that's said in the coming bits anyway. Yeah. So then, you know, the prodigious Coda needs her shit saved by Donna. Yeah. Sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, as I said before, there's in season one, we had these moments. And now, once again, we're calling back to that, which is that Donna is, you know, actually doing stuff again and it's back to normal and she goes, you know, straight back to normal with Cameron. But I feel like actually their relationship is a little bit different even when they were like, you know, in the best days of mutiny and they were really close. Yeah. And there was something really, really cool about seeing them fixing computers again. I feel like it was, I feel like it was so much more like, relaxed or something like they were able to be just like a little bit more open with each other or something Mm -hmm. and maybe maybe you know from that moment and on Mm. they're like a bit more careful i guess with each other and Mm. in the way that they're not gonna it's hard to say but they're not gonna they're not gonna provoke each other as much maybe i guess do you think maybe they see they see the value in they well I guess they need they see how they need the other one and they want to hold on to the other one maybe yeah so they'll value their mm. differences and yeah 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 mm. and they're playing with the hacky sack yeah and there's that did you hit it with your amazing sack? line yeah exactly <laughs> and he's like hacky can fun. <laughs> And I love when she walks in in the dress and Cameron's just like, you do that so well. Yeah. But first she says, he says, Jesus, wow. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yes. 
<laughs> and Donna trying to work out how to do the hacky sack wearing heels. She's like, you just kick it. Yeah. <laughs> so then they banter about Joe and hacky sacks and other things. And it's, as I said before, it's like old times, but it feels different. It's, you know, more relaxed and that they're actually able to be maybe more vulnerable with each other than they were yeah. back then. Because mm-hmm. I like how she's not looking at Donna at all when she really, it all starts really coming out, you know, about how she's going to see her mum and everything. And, yeah. you know, she's looking at the computer when she talks about how she's, you know, pissed that Joe just left and everything and she doesn't know why. Yeah. And she says, you know, I'm sorry I didn't tell And it all sort of comes out in like a big rush, you know, I'm sorry I didn't tell you I was leaving sooner. But I actually just, you know, wanted to make a decision for myself and not have anyone try to stop me. Yeah. <laughs> so then they talk about fixing it. And I this is one of my favourite bits of the whole episode. They banter about how to fix it. And then Cameron suddenly gets... Then they Cameron turns back around and keeps working for a second. And then suddenly gets this, like, a little smile and turns around... And asks her, you know, what if they work together again? It's like half joking. But then Donna responds like half serious because she takes this, Donna takes this like deep breath, like obviously not quite believing what she's hearing. (laughs) Yeah. But Karen interprets that as like she's done something wrong. Mm -hmm. So she backs off. Well, I just love in that bit we see, and in like subsequent scenes that we see, you know, even when it was, like, the airstream and everything and the hospital room and she's all, like, Donna's all very, like, guarded and twammed up. We do see that despite that, you know, she wanted her, like, all along. She just didn't know how to... She was too proud to say that, maybe. Yeah. Didn't know how to say it, maybe. Yeah. And it's another... You know, we've talked about um, in episode uh, 8... Uh, mm. You know this this thing where for some reason they wouldn't touch, right? Mm. And mm. so it's another it's another moment where you're being extra extra careful. Mm. Well, like then Donna can see her like very quickly like closing back up, so she tries to like you know stop to yeah be like no no it's okay yeah no and then she, no it's a moment's over. Yeah. But I love what Cameron says in that bit, which is, you know, the idea can come later. That's not important. Mm-hmm. Like, what's really important is that they're back together. Yeah, and that says everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And someone actually pointed out to me, which is that it's the opposite of last week, with Donna wanting to talk about it, um, but Cam being, you know, brushing it off and everything, being like, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So then we have Donna's gathering, and... She, you know, she's talking to Diane about how Cameron suddenly turned back up and she says that's her gift, thinking of impossible things. Yeah. But then Haley returns from, you know, going to the movies and finds that everything's been lost and she's talking about Star Trek and she says that one of the characters in the movie is stuck in this time ribbon, reliving the happiest part of his life for decades. Mm. But then he just dies. Yeah. And I feel like that's another, like... Talk about, you know, Gordon and everyone trying to hold on to, like, the past and everything in those times that were fabulous. Yeah. Mm. 
So he's give, Joe sent her a letter, and you know, then we find out that he's back east. You know where IBM is, which is yet another mm. thing about the mm. past. Mm. It's, but you know, Haley says that she's not that upset about losing all the data because there's a fresh start in that. Yeah, Mike. Donna and Cameron, for sure. <laughs> so then, then we have, then we have possibly what is one of like the best scenes on the entire entire show, mm-hmm. which is Donna's speech. Yes. Did you want to talk about anything? Did you want to talk about anything? By the way, I feel like I've made all your overpowered all this. And now it's good because uh, you've seen it uh, more recently than than me, so <laughs> I feel like you you can lead this conversation. Um, I don't think. Let me just see here. Yeah, no, it's fine. You, you, we can we can go to okay. Donna's speech. So we have Donna's speech, which is about. I feel like it encompasses it encompasses the show lovely and it yeah in a lovely way and it puts it. I think it puts itself unconsciously and very subtly in the present as well. Mm-hmm. Because you. You see from that bit, you know, she's talking about how she hopes by the time the, her daughter's are her age, which would pretty much be now, yeah. um, they're not still having these, like, events to remind themselves they exist, mm-hmm. which is, of course, not the case. Like, it's very much still an issue. Yeah. But, you know, it's talking about... It's, wrap- it's wrapping it all up, I guess. It's wrapping up the fact that it's, it's the people, not the, the thing. Yeah, and I think I think it's definitely one of my favorite scenes of the whole series. It was nice, and that's uh, that was uh, that's that <laughs> I was watching it, and that was just like, how are they all not crying uncontrollably? I don't know. Like, how are they not crying when filming it? I have no idea. Well, there's probably more than one take, so you know, yeah, maybe still... in a different take, she's crying. But um, yeah, but throughout that. We have Cameron. What, can we have Cameron moving closer through like the crowd? And Donna, well, at least the way it's filmed, it gives us like this illusion that she's like just looking at her Talking while her. she's saying it. Yeah. yeah, she's like holding her eye contact the whole time. Like uh-huh. she's speaking it to her. Yeah, it's almost like everybody else just kind of disappears, fades away. When she mm-hmm. moves closer, it's definitely that feeling of everyone yeah. else fading away, and it's just them. And she's saying this to her, and of course. That's most evident in a couple of lines where she's saying, you know, the one constant is this, it's us. Mm-hmm. It's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the noises that came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't quite believe that we were getting all of this stuff we'd like dreamed like talked about. Like last week we got the bottle episode. Yeah. This week we got like all of this. <laughs> and there's that other line. Which one? So there's that uh, that other line. Okay. Where she says, uh, my last and best partner, Cameron Howe. Yes. <laughs> and you know, it's 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 the 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 word best that's mm, nice, best. but also the word last, which means you know last. the last mm. one. There's this not is, gonna be another one. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> They're together. There we go. Forever now. <laughs> but, okay, before I get too, like, fan theory about that, okay. I have to 
talk about I love the falling in the pool because yeah. that's I just love that like that lovely emotional moment <laughs> and you know she could have like just done the subtle wave and turned around and I don't know done a run after her or something like that mm-hmm. but I love the falling in the pool because that was the only way she was gonna stop if the world <laughs> yeah. fall and like gave her a sign that she had to like <laughs> she had to she had to just stop like it had to like put this block in like in front of her and just be like no it's another case of the universe being against you <laughs> she falls straight into the pool there we go and now donna says now everyone knows you're the crazy one yeah and then they talk about what you know the working together and she tries to like take it back again Mm-hmm. She says, I've been waiting for years for you to, to hear that. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, you're gone. <laughs> We're all gone. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> what a dream. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. And, she, you know, she says, I meant it. And Donna's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Because I feel like that's something that I want to talk about. I feel like it's from now on. Why do they keep finishing each other's sentences? Well, you know. Because <laughs> she's like, you know, I know that's what you meant. And like, and then we get to finishing each other's sentence somehow in like the next fit where <laughs> Haley turns up and it's like, I dumped him. Yeah. <laughs> and Donna's like, you know, sometimes I wonder, I wonder if, and then Cameron's like, Haley's gay. Yeah. And you're like, yay! <laughs> and I was, like, it out. I was like, I was like, how did she like know that that's what she? <laughs> Soulmates. That's yep. the only way to explain it. That's how it is. Mm. So then they go to the building, which is yes, once once mutiny, but it's not so much like trying to recapture that past as such. Yeah, well, it's because. Like- they don't even really talk no. about mutiny there. Well, it's, it's, I guess, the thing about that bit is that it, the place looks so much different to what it once was. Yeah. That being there, it's not what they had at all. Mm. And as I said before, you know, they go through the where everyone is now, so, you know, settled down in different places, you know, doing different things. And then they, you know, stand, they stand pretty much where at the beginning of season three, when, you know, they turned on the mainframe and everything and gave their big speech at the beginning of Mutiny. Yeah. And, you know, Donna's like, what would it be, you know, if we worked together again? Mm. And I love how, you know, Cameron says she's out of ideas. So they go back to, you know, it's not the idea. It's the fact that, you know, it's them working together. So Donna's like, okay, how would we run it? Like, how would we put ourselves into this? You know, it's like, what would they change if they were going to do it again? So it'd be like slower yeah. and equal equity, and they still struggle and fail, but this time it retains the most important thing, which is that they walk away friends. And that it's always ultimately doomed and hard because that's like the nature of what they do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they'll always have each other. Yeah. And through this, they're still finishing each other's sentences. Just saying. <laughs> but they, that's the most important thing. You know, it's 
it gets them to the, gets them to the people, it gets them to each other. Yeah. And it doesn't destroy them. And I'm like <laughs> it's <laughs> Well, it's this real like hi they're they're going through like, you know, Phoenix, it's like their hypothetical company. And it's like this crystal ball, like what could the future be? Yeah. It's not the idea, it's them. Yep. <laughs> and Donna loved every minute of it. <laughs> she did. <laughs> so then they walk around and you know close it up and it's I guess it's like as I said it's not the place it once was it's not it's not this you know tomb of their past glory they're really trying to you know find what to do next and just to you know pretty much be with each other yeah. And they walk around and close it up, and while that's happening, we find that haley has been listening to Gordon's, you know, tapes. Yeah. And the point of the one that she's listening to is, you know, that everything is insignificant in the mm. grand scheme of things. And also this line that's relevant to her, which is feeling weird mm. as how you know you're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's how they all remind themselves they are. Yeah. So did you want to talk about any more, like, series callbacks before I jump into the final? Um, no, we pretty much, uh, they do, um, do they also talk about Comdex there? Did they talk about Comdex? Well, I mean, because I, I wrote down Comdex, but I'm not sure when that happens. And I wrote it after oh. Phoenix. In the final scene, Donna says, "Okay, okay, okay." Comdex. Um, she's going to comdex. No, okay. but I have to say before I say anything more, I just want to say one big callback, which that I loved was Donna renamed the company after the machine that her and Gordon made yeah. in '83. Yeah, that was nice. It was lovely. <laughs> so, well, firstly, what happened in between going to the old building and having breakfast the next morning? I would like to know. <laughs> Like, did they just sort of, like, drive around all night and have a nice chat? Like, I hope they did, because they're wearing the same clothes, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I they probably <laughs> slept there, or did not sleep. We don't know. I mean, ending up at a diner early in the morning in the same clothes? Listen, like, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so they have breakfast, and, you know, once again, it looks like Cameron's going to leave. Yeah. But... As Donna's paying, there's a variety of cues as to as to what she suddenly gets this idea. And there's this variety of cues as to what it could be. So there's a jukebox and a map and money. So, you know, it could be PayPal. It could be... I love this joke that Carrie made in one of the interviews. She was like, is it the iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> is it a map? Like, someone was like, MapQuest. I was like, MapQuest? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Right. So, it's, but once again, it's not the thing. It's the it's the fact that they're working together again. Exactly. It's how their minds like interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And then she runs to Cameron and says the beautiful final lines. There's my oh. heart attack before that, and then there's a line. <laughs> oh, do, do tell me. Do tell me. <laughs> yes, because we all because yeah, when it's this very other than romantic framing again. Uh, like how many times in a movie have you seen someone like paying for something, have this like out. realization, yeah, and then run? <laughs> exactly. <to> like, <laughs> she, like, I was about to drop like dead, that. and I feel like the thing 
I know we talked about this a lot, so I won't try to talk about it too much, but I yeah. feel like, in, particularly in this final episode, oh, yeah. they shoot them like they shot Cameron and Joe. Mm-hmm. Take that as you will. But she <laughs> runs to Cameron and says, I have an idea. Yes. It doesn't matter what it is. It, you know, it could be... It, I mean, it could probably ultimately fail, but as we said, you know, we know that's their ending, that they... Yeah. Are meant to work together and be together, I guess. Yeah. They're soulmates. Maybe we live together. Let's be honest, they will. Like, what, it's Cameron gonna live in the in the Cameron's place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> John's house is pretty big, like one kid's gone. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I said big, big enough for two. <laughs> 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 people who know will know yeah exactly but then joe miraculously reappears yeah he's back he's oh, teaching wow. yeah he's a hot teacher i like what you said the other day would you say he's like the hot teacher that would never give you a straight answer <laughs> yeah or like he answers your question with another question Mm. And you're like, oh, Jesus. I have to say, something that we did quite covertly in that last bit was that we jumped one last time. Yeah, and I didn't pick up on that until you told me about mm. the car. You, well, like, you only pick up on it if you know what year the car came out, which is 2001. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that there was some kind of jump, right? Because mm. there has to be for him to become a teacher. But yes, yeah. what? He's Joe McMillan, he could do it anyway. Seven years? <laughs> yeah. Six. Right, so... Because I'm assuming by the end we're in, like, January 95. Right. Yeah, it's a pretty big jump. Yes, because, yeah. Yeah, because as I said, Netscape, December 94. Mm. They're pulling apart Netscape, then Cameron goes away for two months. So, yeah, but I'm you say, think it would be a bit before Netscape launched, right? Because they, they're getting... I think it was... To, they get some but it was, like, they were launching in, like, two days. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to say it's, like, February. 95. Okay. Okay, the year both of us were born. Mm-hmm. A good year. How beautiful it ended <laughs> in tribute to us. Uh-huh. But, so, yeah, he, he, but the ending, a very ending, the final scene. By the way, I feel like they should have flipped around. They should have flipped around. Like, I know that it made sense to put Joe last because, you know, that was, it goes right back to the first, his last line goes right back to the first line of the yeah. show. Which is, you know, I'm going to, you know, start with a question yeah and it goes right back to that position he was in and he's you know he's mentoring he's mentoring the next generation it's really what he's best at mm-hmm. he's developing those ideas but i feel like despite that it should have been joe's second last scene the i have an idea in the yeah. parking lot last scene because i feel like that was really what the show had become yeah I agree. So I feel like, yeah, because that Joe being the final bit was really what the show was, I guess, mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. So. We did it. I've, and that's the end, amazingly. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like what it's saying is that Joe's, you know, Joe's back on the East Coast and he's a teacher now, some miraculous way. But, you know, he's Joe McMillan, so we can do it. Um, but these people will definitely, because... As we know, Donna and Cameron are definitely 
back together in some capacity for all eternity because that's what they were saying, you know. Yeah. That's what they're meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's what they were looking for. So they're together. But these people as a collective, so like that includes Joe, like Joe will get back to them someday. Like they'll get pushed back to each other. Oh, surely, someday. yeah. Because they've had this crazy mm-hmm. – it's been quite – it's been quite – 12 years yeah they have a lot of history and a lot of mm. emotional history together oh yes yeah. yeah definitely so that's the end that's it i can't believe it <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like yeah we wrapped up the series pretty well so i said i felt like that episode wrapped up the series pretty well yeah yeah for sure mm. and just to uh, just to uh let i was gonna say know, Mm. Um, Donna's alcohol drink count this time was mm. um, either zero. zero or one, depending on what she was drinking at Joe's place. But I feel like oh, it I was think... an alcohol because it looked exactly like what Haley was drinking. I have no. I have to say it was interesting that we that was like that was a big thing for like a couple of episodes. It's like depression induced alcoholism mm-hmm. that didn't really come back to you by the end. Yeah, I feel like as soon as Joni sort of uh, noticed yeah. noticed it, then yep. I assume that she talked to her mom. Well, about it was it. when it was when she got arrested. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and that must be. And then Gordon died, and I guess she maybe she maybe there was also this thing where she was like, you know, I need to get my shit together. I have to be around for them. Yeah, and I feel like swimming is what she did because they they insist mm. on swimming so much that you know there are yeah. two scenes and then everybody yeah. sort, of, sort of mentions it right that she's been swimming yeah, she's so swimming. much. So mm. it's it to me it was a way to show that she was doing you know yeah. stuff to sort of sort that out. But yeah, um, anyway, it's it's you know even if it's one drink, it's it's so for the final time. Yes. What was your MVP and what was your favorite scene? Um, for my favorite scene, I mean, it's so difficult, but uh, I I must say the Yahoo scene was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I just I I just I thought all the guys were like, "What?" Yeah, and the fact that they like, had no choice but to say it with her, they they no couldn't say no; they her. had to. It was great. it was like. It was. It made me think for some reason of Al Pacino going hoo ha and sent for woman. Okay, just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sure. And also, it's you a, know, the um, uh, boss and Cameron's conversations. I really yes. liked it. As I said before, my favorite because I think it was one of my favorites in the entire show is Donna's speech and then Cameron falling in the pool, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we already yes. talked about. My MVP, I have to say, this week was absolutely everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they, if I, this never happens for a show that's in its fourth season and wasn't very watched to start with, but I feel like, but can they please get, like, a Screen Actors Guild Ensemble nomination next year? Mm. Please. I hope so. Like, and somebody needs to notice. Even more of a feat to pull off, but please let it happen. Please can Carrie get nominations or something next year. Yeah. Because yeah. what what a performance. Mm. 
absolutely. And do you feel the same? Was your MVP everyone? Yeah, I can pick one. <laughs> yeah, it was too good. I love how it pulled them all back together and it was, you know, about all of them and everything. Yeah. Do you have anything, yeah. like, any negative points? No. No. <laughs> Except, like, the, the, the very small uh, thing about the ending, like, the two scenes not being maybe in the right order. Mm. That was it, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And, like, as we talked about in previous weeks, I'm still not entirely convinced Gordon have, had to die, but we've already talked about yeah. that enough, so. Yeah. Well, is this the end? That's it. <laughs> That's it. So thank you for listening to all our craziness over the past, I don't know, is it like 10 weeks now? Yeah, pretty much. Thank you for thank listening you. to this. And we, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it and we hope we gave you some insight yeah. into our crazy minds about this show. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully we'll see you around at some point. All right. Cool. Thank you. Bye. Bye.